It might sound a bit naive, but I love happiness. I love all forms of happiness, whether it's excitement receiving a gift, it's joy of finding the one, or it's just a good day. I love the reaction you share, that we all share, when inhibition becomes secondary nature because exuberance is a powerful tool. At times, it can be hard to see it. Cynicism and defeat try to weigh you down. But all in all, happiness finds a way to keep you where you truly belong. You might think that this is a garbage way of thinking as you listen to me talk, but at one point in your life, you've experienced a small portion of it. A moment where crashing waves of resentment and annoyance towards life settles for just an instant. A pet that you love, or an unexplained compliment that made you smile. Yes, that is the power I'm talking about. I genuinely feel excitement for everyone's happiness. If you want to tell me that you are moving to a new town to start a job, or live with someone you love, I would jump for joy. If you told me about a great day you had, I would sit down and be eager to hear it. If you smiled at me, I would smile back. I believe that it's human nature for us to want you to succeed. We want you to find joy because hopefully you would want the same for us. A happy community is a safe one. Happiness brings positivity and makes us a healthier group. I believe we're a giving species, whether you agree or not. When Dr. George Story founded the town of Story, Indiana in 1851, he came to town with the same hope that we all do, that we would find and relish in the happiness we all truly deserve. Many wished him luck and celebrated with him on his journey. Many came to town with the hope that they too could share in the same form of happiness. However, his story isn't the story I want to tell you about. I want to tell you about the Blue Lady. My name is Ellie, and welcome to Tales of Two Cities podcast. Story Inn is quite small. If you were to drive along Southgate Road in Nashville, Indiana, you are sure to pass it. Its rustic appearance, its small in stature size, is something that doesn't catch the eye. Story was established in 1851 by physician George Story. It was part of a logging community with the grant of a land patent from President Millard Fillmore to Dr. George P. Story. Story was a medical doctor who had knowledge about timber harvesting from Southern Ohio. 
When he built Story, he brought along his knowledge of timber and created buildings with beautiful hardwood floors and finishings. On September 20th, 1809, upon the consummation of a treaty between Governor William Henry Harrison and the Miami Indians, they wrote a treaty called Ten O'Clock Treaty, opened three million acres to settlement, the boundary being a line running from Raccoon Creek on the Wabash River near Montezuma to Seymour, marked by a shadow cast of 10 a.m., every September 30th. Around the late 1800s, Story became the largest settlement in the area. It thrived with happy, successful people. Soon, it needed to house two general stores, a non-denominational church, a one-room schoolhouse, two mills, grain and saw, a basic post office indicating that it was prosperous enough to be recognized by the federal government. It really was something that everyone celebrated. It was the potential of a town only experiencing joy. It was a story of hope. But sometimes, hope can be temporary. Dr. George Story's wife died in 1872 and was buried in a cemetery. He did marry again, but the drama caused a strain on the family. Then, the Great Depression happened. Like many towns, jobs started to become scarce, and people were desperate for work. Soon, people began leaving the town of Story and moved to places that offered more opportunity. Brown County, lost half of his population between 1930 and 1940. George Story's sons moved west, and many of the people in the town did too. Eventually, George was alone, until he realized he needed to move west too. The state of Indiana decided to utilize the financial predicament of the state by buying 16,000 acres and calling it Brown County State Park, the largest in the state. It grew throughout the years to form the Hoosier National Forest, Yellowwood State Forest, and the Lake Monroe Impoundment Lands. All of these parks surround Story. In the 1980s, two self-described hippies from Bloomington brought and reassembled the old town. Today, Story is Indiana's premier country inn and one of the best-preserved examples of the 19th-century village in the American Midwest. The couple sold the inn and 23 remaining acres of the town to attorney Rick Hofsetter. Rick had heard rumors of the hauntings, but he didn't realize they were real until he opened the guest book. In the book were pages and pages of horrifying stories and hauntings. All of them were from different people, and all of them have the same account. According to guests, there is a particular room above the store. In it lies a bed, a mirror, and a window overlooking the outside. People have noted to see a blue light on the nightstand, 
as the indicator for the ghost. Once they see it, they see a woman standing right next to it, either on the bed, in the mirror, or as a reflection in the window. Sometimes, she appears without warning. Others have noted that it wasn't the light that named her as the Blue Lady, but her eyes. When spectators gazed deep within her eyes, they were startled to see the piercing icy look staring back at them. When they would wake up from that horrifying nightmare, they would remark that a blue ribbon would be lying on the side of them, a gift for their stay. Many have mentioned seeing a woman dressed in white wandering the room as if no one was there. She might acknowledge you, but most times she doesn't. Sometimes she lets her presence known with the smell of cherry tobacco, which indicates that she might be Jane Story, the wife of Dr. Story, and the woman who loved cherry tobacco. Maybe you would feel a sense of despair, a feeling of wanting to hold the last aspects of hope that her and George Story once had. And maybe that is actually more haunting than the ghost herself. I think we have difficulty holding on to positivity. Negativity seems to be a more comfortable room to sit in. When people are mean to you, when days go wrong, when trying isn't enough, hiding in despair and cynicism feels like a better choice. But there is a problem with that mentality that not a lot of people acknowledge. Negativity is a viscous liquid that holds you down and never wants to let you go. Sadness is something that traps and locks you down. Once you're there, it's hard to get out, and most people don't want to come in and help you. I wonder what Jane's last thoughts were before she died. Did she live in hope, or did her body succumb to the darkness that was despair and misery? Does that darkness keep her in this realm? Does her sadness stop her from finding peace? This is why I choose to love other people's happiness. Because if yes is the answer to all of those questions I just previously asked, then positivity will let my soul be free. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on your podcast device. We're also on Spotify and Stitcher, so please join us there too. If you want to have more than just free stuff, check out our Patreon. Nikki and I create special episodes for the one-time fee of $5. We also offer merch, shout-outs, and other deals as well. If you want to represent us, please check out our merch store on TeePublic. We have added more fun things for our relaunch that we believe that you're going to love. We will model our favorite items once a week throughout this month. We offer many exclusive Tales of Two Cities items as well as other items from artists all over the world. If you want to talk, write to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our email at Tales of the Number Two Cities Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you and we generally love telling your stories on our podcast as well. But above all, thank you and please enjoy our marathon of minis. <laughs>